because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. Well, there it is. Goon Boy nailed us for 14,364 <laughs> clams. So we forget to pay him. I say we lock up the joint and scram. We can work out at our tea house on Elm Street. We'll go broke if he keeps picking winners like that. We won't go broke if he's picking the winners for us. This guy is either a genius or he's got inside information. Now we persuade him to work for us, and we're on the gravy train. But how do we get to him? Relax, will ya? Lou can get to him. Hello, and welcome to another amazing one-of-a-kind genre-defining double-down episode of The Monster Hunters, the only show that dares to shun everything that's ever existed, uh, past, present, and future, except for one thing. A 60-ish-year-old sitcom about Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter, and joining me at the monster-added sectional of monsterism here in the, uh, what do we call this place? Oh, no. Man Cove? The Man Cove. Holy shit. I forgot. Or or are we in some remote location that I don't know about? No. (laughs) Oh. I'm like, I'm going to add a little flourish. I'm going to put it on. Mm. I'm going to let people know where we're at. And I forgot where we're at. Uh, We call it the Man Cove. (laughs) It's Sean DMC himself. Keith. Hey, what's up? KG, a.k.a. Sean DMC. Monster Hunter extraordinaire. Um, I am no goon boy. No. no, and then a goon boy number two that's over there. <laughs> Wait a second, <laughs> he's uh, he's painting black over all the things that says you are here and says the location, and I'm totally mm-hmm. confused. Uh, it's the Dr. Dre of Kansas, Terry. Well, you know, I'm getting tired of seeing all these signs saying you're at the man cove, just all, <laughs> all over the place. I know you need the reminders, but for me, it's just like I'm trying to shun enough as it is, and so I'm just. Mm-hmm. Anything that's not monsters related, I have to just, I start painting it black, covering it up just so I can yeah. never see it again. Yeah. Yeah. But I put those up for when the Vikings come. It says, You're at the man cove. Please turn around. <laughs> uh, well, now it just says, Please turn around. I just erased the top part of that. So, yeah. The Buccaneers, the Vikings, the, mm. the Raiders. Raiders. We've, Sorry. We've that's got, we've got all sorts of <laughs> stuff. Raiders. Wow. wow. Three wow. different NFL teams show up uh, <laughs> repeatedly. Here at the man, yeah, uh, like, don't get me out. started on the Steelers. So, <laughs> yeah. our luck, we'll get the S T E A L E R S. Just take all of our stuff, yeah. those mm-hmm. jerks. Well, what they can't take from us, mm. our memories, our dignity. Watching, see, uh, <laughs> oh, our dignity, yes, <laughs> our freedom, uh, or our freedom, or our memories of season two, episode 16. Herman picks a winner. Mm-hmm. Well, I got enough trouble with that because I watched it twice because I couldn't remember the first time. So, <laughs> we get into those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. I wish they'd take that memory away from me because <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just going right into it, Terry. Recline. Okay. Oh, hey. Saunter up there. I know how you guys are doing. You guys are doing great. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. I, you know, 
the last handful of times recording, and I've already sidetracked this, it's gone <laughs> multiple hours. and I you know, So I'm trying to find way to places. re-rail us, Derek. Way to trying re-rail to, us. I'm trying to find ways to trim this, trim this down. Um, so Keith uh, saunter up there, grab that dusty old book off the sure shelf, thing, open it up, sure. blow it up, and read to us, regale us with tales of numbers and birthdays. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. past events from the Monster Hunters Almanac Factoid Factoid Volume Two of the Week. Yeah, Volume Two, Book B. Because we're in oh. book B. Yeah, because this is January 6, 1966, when Herman picked a winner. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a Thursday. Yes. Uh, hey, Whoa. figured out it was the sixth day of the year in 1966. Hey, oh. First. Wow. Yeah. First Thursday of the year. <laughs> yep. And uh, you know, I mentioned this a long time ago, we we're in 1965, but this next time you can reuse your old 1966 calendars if you still got them around will be in 2033 they're exactly the same as long as you don't care about like easter or irregular holidays that are based on uh lunar solar calendar type stuff oh but no day for day it'll be fine you can just write in whatever you want for those ones i usually do anyway yeah this episode as of our recording it's been around for twenty thousand nine hundred and eighty-eight days in about 196 days, it will hit its 58th anniversary. Oh, and that's when we'll revisit it and yeah, talk about it again. <laughs> oh God, no! I can't wait. I already bought a cake for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man! When all these hit 60, should we like keep stop break break this out again? <laughs> Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but we matched it up like with the actual weeks they came out and stuff. No, awesome. Keith, I, no, just Terry. Just, Terry, we'll talk about it. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure we get to this. We'll get him. Um, anyway, uh, not exactly uh, 1966, but if you want some news on January 6, 1994, Nancy Kerrigan had clubbed on the knee at the U.S. Figure Skating Championship <laughs> oh, in Detroit. Wow, that was January yeah. 6th of wow. 1994. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's when the Winter Olympics was going on in January. I thought that was always a February sort of Well, thing. this was the U.S. Figure Skating Championships, not the Olympics. Oh, that wasn't the Olympics? No, because I think they were fighting over getting to the Olympics. Oh, that might be true. I always remembered it in my head as being the Olympics, but I guess that would make sense. I'm, they probably would have like executed uh, what's-her-face, <laughs> Tanya Harding, if it was like, yeah, yeah, they thrown her made... into the it, torch or something like that. Yeah, they wouldn't have made a yeah. movie out of her or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I just killed her off there. Uh, on January 8th, so if we're looking at the entire week, uh, the Beatles' Rubber Soul album goes number one, stays number one for six weeks. Mm, wow. And also, uh, We Can Work It Out, the single goes number one and stays number one for three yeah. weeks. Yep. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, since this episode first aired, a lot of folks have been born uh, on January 6th. <laughs> oh. On January 6th overall. Uh, so many, in 19, 19- oh, how many of them were pole dancers or? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh. Don't spoil my fun here, Derek. Oh, okay. uh, we'll get around <laughs> to that. Um, yes. Yeah. So like since it fat. first aired in 1968, uh, director John Singleton mm-hmm. okay. did uh, uh, Boys in the Hood and a yeah. couple of uh, good things. 1969, Norman Reedus. Oh, Walking oh, Dead guy. Yeah. yeah, Walking Dead, Boondock Saints. Uh, the thing also lists that he was a model and actor. I don't know what he models, but. Oh, yeah, he models. Yeah. He modeled. Mm, all right. Stuff. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Jeans. <laughs> yeah. 
Dior. I don't know. Mm. Both sound right. 1982, Eddie Redmayne. Okay. Uh, actor and Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. 1984, uh, Saturday Night Live's Kate McKinnon. Hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. And in 1994, Jameis Winston. Quarterback oh, okay. for okay. Well, you some always have team. a sports one. I'm surprised you can go, that was for you, Derek. Well, no, I mean, he doesn't play for anybody we like, so. No. I don't even know who he's playing for right now. The yeah, Saints most still? recently, the Saints. He might still yeah. be on the Saints, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, and I, I like to keep the uh, the info fresh uh, around here. So uh, I got some other birthdays of the week from uh, people that are born between January 2nd and January 8th. Uh, on January 2nd, Lenny Briscoe. Uh-huh. From Law and Order? Yep. Yeah, who is that? <laughs> so your like, fictional characters now have birthdays? On January 5th, Whoa. Detective James Gordon. From Batman? From Batman? Yes, yes. Okay. And on January 7th, Ellen Ripley. Oh, nice. Oh, from from Alien. Alien. I thought it was going to be another detective. No, no, no. Dick Tracy. Well, detective I mean, Ellen Ripley. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, and also, oh, crap. I forgot to write that down here. Uh, actually, uh, and then in January 6th, but it's like 1800 and something. Uh, Sherlock Holmes. Okay. He was born? Yes. Wow. That's his okay. birthday. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I didn't know. He, yeah. I didn't know there was an official date for that. Yeah, so we have that's some cool fictional people having birthdays as well. Seemed like a thing that we would enjoy mm-hmm. uh, talking about. I love fictional birthdays. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, for birthdays or just for the anniversary of this episode, you can get together with friends and, uh, Perfect way to celebrate is National Cuddle Up Day. Sure, cuddle up. Watch oh, yeah, uh, with all my friends. And... Watch Herman picks a winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just hopefully not that it's also National Bean Day. Could get a little mm-hmm. smelly. Yeah, uh, okay. especially if you're cuddled up. But it's also National Oatmeal Month. Uh, oh, that sounds kind of good. Cuddle up, big bowl of oatmeal, nice warm oatmeal. Watching the monsters next to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, you just, well, because you're gonna rewatch it a couple times during the day, I'm sure. So, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, Marathon, yeah. same mm-hmm. episode. Yes. Now, I don't know how you feel about this, mm-hmm. but uh, your last earth, uh, earthly incarnation, you are a male, oh. <laughs> born somewhere around the territory of northern India, approximately okay. uh, 900, and you were either a writer, a dramatist, or an organizer of rituals. Whoa! <laughs> Ooh, wow, that's. I think that's like um, that's like a Monster Hunter uh, Almanac uh, person, mm-hmm. an organizer of rituals. That sure. does, yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's like this whole show, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know how many people were born in nine hundred northern India. Nine hundred northern India. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna need some mm-hmm. stats on that. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Oh, how many were male? Yeah. yeah. Let's just think about that for but a second. Yeah. Not as interesting as a female seaman in yeah, uh, Spain, then, but, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? So, do? Yeah. Now, uh, what everyone really loves out of all of this here, your birthday number is 1-6-1966. Reveal a life path number of 11. Mm, it's nice. a master number that represents nice. intuition. Master number. Yeah. yeah. Idealism and invention. Wait a minute. That sounds like something we've talked about. Ingenuity. Ingenuity, yeah. Yeah. Those have nothing to do with no, no need to be here. You have potential to be a source of inspiration and illumination See, for people. Last time you said this, I thought you were going to say sorcerer. And I thought you were going to say it again. <laughs> <laughs> You're a potential sorcerer a of sorcerer. inspiration and illumination uh, for people. And on August 22nd, 1917, Joe Conley was born with life path number of three. 
Okay. Charming, romantic, full of creative energy. Yes. People yes. born with a three life path number know how to embrace life. They tend to see the world through rose colored lenses with where everything looks like an opportunity and the chance for expression and enjoyment are endless. Mm-hmm. They have a tendency to be skilled communicators, have a knack for coming up with and sharing brilliant ideas. Yep. Life path three makes an excellent journalist, blogger, social media oh. influencer, or author. Well, there you go. Wow, that actually fits really well with his profession. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's it. Closing up the book. And, that's uh, it for Jan 6. All right. Yeah, jumping yep. into the chat. Yeah, it's early in the year. That's yeah. all I need to talk about for that day. Yeah. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, no life path number of whatever born an insurrectionist or anything like that <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm yeah i had no cool uh reincarnations no, no failed coups no nothing like that <laughs> right, just oh, did you guys want i mean i could have come up with some stuff i didn't seem like stuff that you guys want to know about the, the only thing that i care about that happened on january 6th happened in 1966 which was the release of this episode <laughs> exactly yeah yeah well that works for me go ahead uh we keep hop on the sectional let's uh it is oh my gosh recline so we can descend uh can i can i pop in here for just a second i've noticed this the last few episodes um sure you 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 tell me to recline when keith goes up there and then you tell us to recline again well keith has to recline oh you're telling specifically i think that's just yeah he's telling me because i think then once i recline it actually starts the thing all three of us have to be all all three recline keys Mm -hmm. must be turned forward to descend that's the secret to the (laughs) game to the skooma okay okay i get it all three of us have to have our keys turn them (laughs) then recline (laughs) punch in the 20 digit code Nobody yes. else can do it without having the keys. So the 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 fact of all three of us getting our keys stolen was is impossible. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's quite it's quite the fail safe. I mean, if this if the Steelers arrive, then maybe yeah, <laughs> or Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington or something like that. Maybe oh. Gene Hackman and Denzel Washington. Well, yeah, Crimson Tide. They had to do the thing with oh. keys. And they're trying. Oh, to it's, I thought I'm like, what thief movie were they with? Like what Lex Luthor? Did they do a heist? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. So the cast of Crimson Tide and uh, <laughs> what's the uh, Hunt for Red October? Uh, are there any other? Boy, you know we are so topical. January six conversation we avoided. We're skirting yeah. around submarine conversation. Oh Jesus oh. Christ! <laughs> wow, <laughs> what else yeah. are we gonna do? We like to skirt around things. Oh, yeah, oh, man. I thought I didn't even think about that. Well. We're about to hop in our own submersible. Speaking of submarines, mm. let's all hop <laughs> yeah. in. Captain Terry uh, is going to, we're going to hop on mm. the Scuba X dome boat, whatever thing this is called. Name mm. rates are still always TPT. We're going to go an additional 2.75 miles out into international waters. And then we're going to get into our our pure steel uh, submersible. Oh, yeah. Go deep to the gates of hell uh, for another mm. edition of Scuba X. <laughs> Yep, yep. This is perfectly safe. I just want to reiterate that to everyone. Um, it's always safe. It's safe. Yeah. If it can manage the pressures of hell approaching the gates of hell, it can manage everything. So, <laughs> well, one, if it can manage the pressure of just being a good submarine and, and carrying us, right? Oh, there's, yeah. You know, it's like there's a lot of pressure to make sure that we're, you know, we get to do our mm-hmm. show, right? Yes, <laughs> so, it also <laughs> manages that pressure as well. Yeah. Whenever I'm in here, I just feel like a weight's off my shoulders. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. Oh, you skooma. You are just such a reliable friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
thank you. <laughs> it's actually yeah. sentient. Huh? Yeah. I like oh. to come out. I like to come out on Sundays and like uh, do like some meditation, some yoga, like on the top of the of the school max because mm. it's uh, like a self self love Sunday type thing. And I'm mm-hmm. you know, hoping that you know while I'm doing it, the skooma feels that it's part of it as no, well. We know you do that because the skooma alerts us. And <laughs> morning, morning, morning. Can you please get Keith yeah, off the top? Mm, of me? I, I uh, covered the camera. <laughs> I mean, geez. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think it was just upset that one time I did goat yoga. Jeez, whatever. Oh, yeah. You brought oh. the goat up there. I like to do hot <laughs> yoga on top of the skooma. And so I had to build like a little shanty and uh, yeah. heat it up. Yeah. Well, whatever. It, it doesn't appreciate yoga as much for some reason, but no, I, I can install still that within its personality later, <laughs> I guess. Have I'll you ever done like in. hot goat yoga? Like it would cook the goat, maybe? Like. <laughs> No, I oh, so, really when you're done, so when you're done, you got a nice meal there? Like, <laughs> yeah. Can I the heat, get it up? <laughs> the heat comes from the roaster that's right next to it, and it's cooking yeah. a goat for you. Is the goat alive for the process? <laughs> mm, well, it, it, there's a, there, there is a point where it goes from alive to not alive. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I don't know when that point is, but it's just delicious afterwards. Well, you know what they say about a goat set into a, a, a pot, and if you like set it cold and then start to boil, it won't notice. Oh, just, yeah, it will never know. It's just the yep. <laughs> so, this episode was directed by Ezra Stone. Uh, we've mm-hmm. already talked about this guy, mm-hmm. you know, maybe yes. once or twice, maybe not Ezra Pound, not Emma Stone. Nope, nope. Dad was a chemist, maybe. Dad was possibly, a chemist. Possibly a chemist. There's chemist. things like that that we could mention, but I'd rather not at this point. Like, who cares? Honestly, at this point, who cares if it's Tivis's favorite muscle director, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. T- Tivis just turned to the camera yeah. and shed a single tear. Yeah. You know, I take that back, Tivis. I still care. Yes. Um, but we don't need to bore people with this guy. Um, I mean, sure, he's a very popular monster director. But what if it's a first time listener, though, Terry, that's popping in right on this latest episode? Well, then they better listen. <laughs> they better listen to the rest of our gigant. How are they going to get any of the lore that we've set up throughout? That's this whole true. Episode? There is too much lore now. We're not. Just- oh my god! <laughs> There's a I'm lot just, of lore. I think. I think my brain just started to like uh, <laughs> hurt because I was thinking of somebody just picking this episode as like <laughs> the random oh. first time. What the yeah. mo- what's the most recent? Right? Let's say they're like, oh, I want to check out that Monster Hunters. I'm yeah. like, well, let's listen to the most recent one. And here we are the talking monsters. man, man coves and yeah. uh, reincarnations be. and life path <laughs> numbers. What the what the hell's going on here? <laughs> well, Herman picked a winner. Maybe this one will be a winner. They just pick it. Wow. Even the mm. guys, the one guy's giving us fictional birthday people now. I mean, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. Yeah. And they didn't talk about the January 6th insurrection. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've already covered all that kind of stuff back in our <laughs> The first you know 15 what? episodes were all the, insurrection. The thought, ne- the thought never even crossed my mind. I never there was even a thought point of it. Where I, I had it. to Google to make sure it was January yep, 6th. Yep, I did the like, same thing. <laughs> like, it was January 6th, right? Why hasn't he brought yeah. this up? <laughs> yeah, I was like, surely he's going to bring it up. But you know what? That's okay. Sometimes it's yeah. better just to forget mm-hmm. things that happen. <laughs> um, or maybe That's it's how we remember. heal. Right. Yeah. Forgetting them is a healthy mm-hmm. way to deal with that. Um, yeah, I have photos to remember it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. My mugshot reminds <laughs> me every day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Herman Derek was there in his Herman cosplay mm-hmm. <laughs> for different oh, reasons. He was like, yeah, they, they call me the, the QAnon Frankenstein. Yes. Uh, I pooped on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Oh my god, 
to hear his laugh down. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my god! If there were people there in cosplay, it would be so there funny. Were. Well, there's the one there guy. Was. The there's like the ball guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, The he's the shaman or something. The like, like, shaman. Yeah. yeah, but like just no. I'm talking about like people like <laughs> pop culture, like, like Spider Man shows up and yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm actually not. Uh-huh. I'm actually mildly surprised there wasn't like the Joker there. Or something oh like God, that. yeah, or like the Punisher or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyways, right. um, <laughs> <laughs> this episode was written by another familiar name, Dick Conway. Uh, mm. Talked about him a few times. Usually in the past, we've seen him mostly have like story by credits, uh, and then someone uh-huh. else would actually write it. I guess. Um, but this is one of those rare times that he did it himself. He did all of it it's himself. Post literacy camp. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess after he learned how to write, uh, <laughs> they really let him do all he wanted to. Yeah. He's, the yeah. reins are off. He can do whatever he wants. Um, he's also a member of the Beaver Squad, of course. Um, he wrote 72 episodes of that show. Uh, he's also done all sorts of things. Like he kind of started the transition to am- animation at the end of his career. We've talked about that a few times. This time I saw something called uh, Clue Club, which is an animated show. No, I'm just like, I'm like, hit, like he went from being the normal human to animated. He's, oh, that's oh yeah. 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 He, he slowly became a 2D creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, well, that's all right. That was all of us in the end. Um, <laughs> l- let me ask if this. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. It's a group of teenagers who they uh-huh. start their own investigation agency. Mm-hmm. Sure. They start mm-hmm. traveling the world, solving creepy mysteries, uh-huh. and mm-hmm. they have help from two talking dog companions. Two talking dogs. Zoinks. Yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Jinkies. Yeah. That's like uber coincidental. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of strange. Yeah. Oh. You've got a copyright lawsuit on our hands. Um yeah, most of it seems like supernatural mysteries they solve. Uh, there's like a mummy in the intro. There's a pirate in the intro. Scarecrow, <laughs> skeletons, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, yeah. uh, most of them are just an old man who's wearing a mask type. Well, thing, the, they do unmask one at one point. He's like a strange man in like a cloak, and he he looks like a monster still. So I don't really mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Maybe the truth is that there's just another monster disguising itself as something else. Mm-hmm. Who knows? The art style, maybe it's just ambiguous. Maybe like his looks are to reflect his inner evil. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, maybe. Yeah, but I mean, it seemed like a cool premise. Never gets old. Uh, and I mean, at least they kind of revolutionized it with uh, two talking animals being in the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's nice. Um, I'm glad they did that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And they talk to each other and they have like kind of like Southern accents. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how you know it's good. Yeah, that's how you know. All right, so we got a couple of guest stars for this. Uh, Charlie Callis as Lefty and Joyce Jameson as Lou. Okay, so which one's Lefty? Lefty is the guy with the black outfit, uh, black cap. He's like waiting at the door when Herman tries to leave the first time. He's on the left. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Kind of got a big nose. He's the guy with the beak. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So Charlie Callis, uh, he's got 43 acting credits on IMDb from 1964 to 2011. No, he's very familiar looking, and I have I didn't look it up. Yes, I agree. I agree. Very familiar looking, and and it because he has a very pronounced nose. It's just it, it's just like very distinguished. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just 
distinguishing. Like it dis- yes. I don't know if it's distinguished. <laughs> excellent schnoz. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, this is actually the, the second acting credit he has listed. Hmm. Uh, maybe you know him from his comedy career, Derek. Maybe. Uh, so, uh, well, apparently he first started as a drummer uh, and he played with Tommy Dorsey, Claude Thornhill and uh, Buddy Rich. OK, uh, but he was kind of known as like a real jokester and his kind of his his bandmates just kind of went crazy hanging out with him because he was always like pranking them and messing with them and stuff. Uh, and they were the ones who suggested that he should go into uh, comedy. So he followed their advice, started doing stand up. Uh, and apparently he was a pretty popular guest on The Tonight Show. Hmm. Uh, and then one day, one of his routines uh, involved shoving Johnny Carson out of his chair. And then Johnny Carson told him he'd never appear on the show again. And that was the end of it. <laughs> oh, so he didn't like run that past no, Johnny? I guess not. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yep. So Johnny said he never again. ask for forgiveness instead of permission and got neither. Man, you, you don't pull <laughs> on exiled. Superman's cape. You don't piss into the wind. And you don't push. Johnny Carson off his chair. (laughs) Those are the three things you don't do. Pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, his uh, biggest recurring role was in a show called Switch. He was in all 71 episodes of that. It's like a cop and an ex-con who start their own detective agency and solve mysteries. Hmm. He he also did the voice of the dragon in the 1977 uh, Pete's Dragon movie. Oh, that's the first movie I ever saw in theaters. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's probably why he's so familiar to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I recognized it. That animated that dragon. Mm-hmm. Maybe he mo-capped it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Smogged it. Or rotoscoped it. It is. It's a live-action movie besides the dragon who is animated. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Normal people cannot see the dragon, I guess. I don't really... The trailer wasn't clear, but uh, Pete is able to see the dragon. And I think maybe people, other people can see the dragon sometimes, not other times. He's not imaginary. He destroys fences, leaves footprints and everything. Uh, that's what I was thinking at first. It's like, oh, Pete just makes this up. But no, he does leave evidence in his wake. Um, the dragon doesn't really seem to ever talk much or anything. Uh, it doesn't. It makes like weird grunting noises. Like, mm, 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 mm. and it like hums. Um, it eats food and kind of makes like chomping noises. So it didn't really seem like the most involved role to be starring <laughs> the dragon because it's just a bunch of strange noises. But I don't know. Derek, does he have like a grand speech at the end or something? Hell if I remember. I've seen the movie one time. Oh, okay. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> I've never seen it again. Wow. And I don't think it's because I didn't like it. I just don't remember ever seeing it again. Fair there enough. was a remake that was supposed to be pretty good. Yes, yeah, by the guy who did Green Knight, I believe. Starring Robert Redford, I believe. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to investigate that. Hmm. But we do have another guest star here. Joyce Jameson has mm-hmm. 120 acting credits on IMDb from 1951 to 1984. And we have talked about her before. She was what? the dance teacher in the episode Dance With Me, Herman. What? Herman okay. finds his passion for dance. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, I thought I recognized her when I was watching it. And it turns out, yeah, what do you know? Of course, the uh, last time we talked about her, we discussed that she had a role in that Clint Eastwood movie, Any Which Way But Loose, where he's friends with the ape. Yep. Uh, but she was also in a movie with Boris Karloff, which is Ooh. pretty cool, who was, he famously played Frankenstein's monster originally back in the mm-hmm. old Universal Monster movie. Joyce is called, what was it? It was the Comedy of Terrors, which uh, it is actually supposed to be like a comedic horror film. It's got Vincent Price in it as well. Uh, but I'm not really sure what it's about exactly. The trailer is a little unclear. 
Joyce is like seems to play like an unhappy bride who lives in the same house as all these other creepy, goofy people. Vincent Price, char- her his character seems to want to murder her for some reason. Mm. Uh, Boris Karloff is like the old man who just tells weird stories all the time. Seems like he's kind of senile or something. I don't know. And there's also a cat that they showcase uh, for no particular reason I could tell in mm. the trailer. Maybe it turns out it can talk at the end or something. The IMDb description has me believe it's about like some undertakers who start killing people to like keep their business going or something, which that could be funny, I guess. Uh, Sounds hilarious. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't look that great, but you know, it is supposed to be funny. So the goofy stuff that's in it is supposed to be on purpose, which is always reassuring, I guess. Just like this show. Anyways, that's all I have. So, you know, we've, we've said our, we've given uh, Satan his dues. We come down here to, you know, chat or whatever. Derek has his other business to do. I know. Smoochie smoochie. Oh, somebody's been oh. watching Bluey, huh? Oh, no. Is that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now that's just what I heard your your demon friend say as I walked past the. Oh, mail. that's true. Yes, it's Snurse mm. uh, Nick says that mm. all the time. Snurse Nick, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's, it's been a good time, but I think it's time we. I've installed these nice little like uh, what would you call them? Little like mechanical arms that'll slowly like upstroke their way to the surface. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, did you? Did you say upstroke? Slowly yeah. upstroke. <laughs> upstroke. Oh, because I got up for the downstroke and I was gone. I was. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, maybe I should have installed the downstroke hands instead of the upstroke hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me and Parliament Funkadelic, we are back at the uh-huh. main cove. Uh, yeah, we got up for the downstroke. Oh, nice. Uh, for the downstroke. Uh, yeah. Uh, anywho, we're up here. Uh, me and George Clinton and Boots Collins and the rest. I have no idea what their names are. Um, sorry, gang. Uh, <laughs> we are uh, waiting for y'all because we got some prime rib. Uh, and it is, it is, it is funkadelic prime rib. It, oh, <laughs> I'm excited about this. Yeah. So. Uh, it you know how you do like flavor injections uh, mm-hmm. into like turkeys and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we we really embraced the the sixties and seventies, and we did a flavor injection of just some bathtub LSD is in this. Oh, <laughs> so, but like in an this prime of, like, rib, funk yeah, or P funk, you know, in yeah, the, uh, yeah, just some LSD that works too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, no, I couldn't. I, yeah. So, yeah, just LSD, right? So, okay. uh, you get yourself a slice and let's go on a, a magical voyage uh, <laughs> <laughs> into the world of the monsters. Oh, oh it's always boy. a magical voyage. Oh, God, man. What if we watched this while we're tripping? That'd be so weird. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> throw that out there. Mm-hmm. Anywho, here we are, gents. Season two, episode 16. Herman picks a winner this mm. keith mentioned this son bitch came out on uh the most non-notorious of days january 6 1966 <laughs> uh yeah. as when i sat crisscross applesauce and traveled back i read off the 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 cover of the script it says herman tries to teach eddie a lesson on the futility of gambling it gets a middle of the road 7.5 in imdb interesting, interesting. i thought so too I was like, hmm, we'll see how this goes. And it starts yeah. with a 
50-50, you know, yeah. like it's kind of like a, a tough one to bet on. Well, I see what you did there. It, it, can, it can go any way. It can swing wildly in different directions. Yes. It starts with a quick stinger. Uh, no title card. Nope. Herman and Lily yelling up the stairs at Eddie uh, from a very cool camera perspective, like the very top weird of the angle. Stairs, yeah. That's looking strange. down at the months, Herman and Lily. And I want to say this from that angle, Herman's head tapers. It is, <laughs> it is not straight up and down. It doesn't go ears straight up. It comes to it. Like it, it's like a trapezoid on his head. It's not, no. a, it's not a good fitting prosthetic. Oh, no. I, I did it, not notice that. I noticed it from this angle. I was like, oh, my God, his head angles up, like, from both sides. It comes almost to a peak. Like, if it, it's not parallel, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> okay, okay. So it's like a parallelogram? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a trapezoid, right, where it comes up yeah. to, a, like, a flat. That's what he is. Yeah, parallelogram, exactly, right? Okay. Uh, no, parallelogram is parallel on all four sides, just not right angles. Uh, this would be a quadrilateral. Oh, all right. Perfect, perfect. I think that's perfect. what that is. Anyway, that's his hit. Um, and Eddie's like, I ain't coming down because I ain't going to get it. And so I, I, what like, I don't Eddie, get is like hmm. Herman has to explain who he is to Eddie. <laughs> Eddie, I'm your father. Yeah. <laughs> In case oh, you yeah. Forgot. Yeah. And he's very like, it's very proper about it. You know, he's like, this is your father speaking like like he's outside with like a megaphone talking to him instead of just <laughs> yes. at the bottom of the stairs. Put the gun down. No, it's not like that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, it. Yeah, it's so weird. You know, and you say that, and it and it just dawned on me because we kind of mentioned this earlier. What if this is the first time you've ever watched the monsters? Ugh. And you turn it on, and you're like, huh? What is the dynamic here? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you, you would be wondering that. Why probably. are these monsters yelling at that little boy? Oh, it's his father's peculiar. Yeah, it's world building. Like, well, I mean, that's what I like about the monsters is they don't worry about the lore. Like it could change from I mean, there's always the consistent things. Herman's the dad, you know, the family yes. dynamic. Mm-hmm. But the, the the everything else can shift and change. Like, oh, have we gone to the bank before? No, not in this <laughs> re- world or universe. Have we yeah. has grandpa run away? No, no, not in this. Is, <laughs> this is, is grandpa new. good at magic? No, we'll find no. out. <laughs> yeah, well, it depends on the episode. Yeah, are do they are they concerned with money and trying to find schemes to become millionaires? Only if it's season mm. one. <laughs> yep, yep. But anyway, Herman, Lily yelling at Eddie. Cool camera angle flips around. Eddie's like, "Fuck that! I'm not coming down the stairs." Herman and Herman <laughs> says, "Well, fuck you! I'm coming up there to get you. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking rip your head off or something. I don't know." And Eddie oh, runs. You're gonna Eddie get can, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're gonna get it. Uh, Eddie goes into the uh, the revolving suit of armor, presses a button, which I've never seen the button before. Presses a button, nope. spins around, he hops in, and spins around. Herman just misses catching him. So Herman pre- Herman does a good like six darn darns. He's like Herman's Herman's stunt double just missed him. Yes, but then Herman darns like crazy, and I loved it. So Herman opens it up, and he hops in, and the stunt double. Lots of work in this episode. But Herman, he, he he really like hunches over a lot when he's like trying to chase after. Him. It looks very <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah, the the yeah. stunt double, he he's got a giant like Frankenstein's head, probably weighs fifteen pounds or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> Herman's 
uh, Fred Gwynn's light airy. Uh, mm-hmm. The stunt double, it's made of cement. It's like a, <laughs> yeah, it's like the only other duplicate they could make was yeah. the cement one. Yeah, mm, cinder block. That's all we got. Oh, sorry. Oh, cool. Westmore can only make it out of cinder block. Uh, so Herman just misses. So Herman goes in the revolving thing, and then Eddie comes out. Then Eddie runs. Now, so what's funny is when I watched this for the second time, uh, I was watching it, and the kids were sitting there too, like, "Are you watching the monsters?" That's what the little one said. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah." <laughs> and so she watched, and she she really got a kick out of Eddie going through there, and then Eddie running to the cabinet and opening it up, and then Herman was in the cabinet, and yes. she she now I know who this show's made for. She's six. She laughed she liked like, that okay. holy cow you laughed at this no, that's <laughs> the first person in this family that's laughed at the monsters a, yeah. for me it was almost a jump scare i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> how'd you get in there that's pretty did creepy. she question um that the rotation was suit of armor empty spot no. suit of armor empty spot empty spot Mm-mm, no she didn't question that at all yeah um but that is what happened you're right keith lily is there herman's got him herman's got eddie and lily says Something like, oh, you better tell your father what you did. Mm, <laughs> I got sent home for gambling. Gambling? Yeah. yeah, I was pitching pennies with, I don't know, some dipshit friend. Mm-hmm. Now, is it, when he says, I got, I was gambling, but did you notice like his like mouth was, he was like some weird ADR, like the mouth was moving, but he wasn't saying things. And then it like synced up with, <laughs> no, I was gambling. I notice. It was very weird. Oh, uh, no. I didn't notice that, but I love that. Uh, now I wrote pitching pennies. Yeah, Keith. Okay, so basically, you would take a penny and toss it, and like you have to mark off something, like and see how close you could. Oh get shit! To... Is this the the Michael Jordan weird curly haired security guy thing from the Last what? Dance? Oh yeah, yeah, it's something similar to that. Yes. Oh okay. So throwing pennies against a wall so you can get it to the closest, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's that's what like it is. Bocce ball or whatever, but with pennies. Yeah, And that qualifies as gambling, apparently. Apparently so. And I was like, oh, what do you expect to gain? I gained 30 cents, motherfucker. I'm going to go buy some candy or something, right? Mm-hmm. He's saving up for a scorpion. He, oh, yeah. Herman's like, that's tainted money. You can't use that for anything. So I'm going to teach you a lesson about gambling that'll last a lifetime. Oh, which Eddie says, oh, it won't work. You want to bet? Uh, <laughs> which I like this. Herman's like, yeah, 25 cents. I'll give you two to one odds. Uh, Lily yells at him. So dumb, but funny. We get yeah. the banger. I like that. I think that might have been. Oh, that's not my favorite moment. That was, the, I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. It made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get the banger. The family's in the living room, and Herman is using an axe to break open Eddie's little piggy bank. Yes. Which looks like it had been broken several times in the past. It looked like it had been glued together. And he raised from an egg? He raised this it from an egg. I like being? that little fact. That's like disturbing that this thing's purpose, this living being, is being stuffed with coins. Stuffed with coins. He raised it from an egg, cracks I- it open. Herman's like, I'm taking all this cash. And then uh, Grandpa makes that. Don't you realize that boy was saving up to buy his own scorpion? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Herman's response was, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I'm still We're, taking all I'm his money. I'm still taking the money. I understand what it was for. I get it. And I'm really upset that he's not going to get that scorpion. But I have to teach him a lesson. 
that lesson this is, is mean. Yes, He's taking all of Eddie's oh, money it not makes, just makes the, absolutely no sense either. Not just the thirty cents. He's taking everything Eddie has saved up, which looks like a decent amount, honestly. Like yeah. this is pretty cruel. I would be very upset. This happened. Oh God, yeah. I hated this as uh, so any form of parenting. And Herman's grand scheme is, I'm going to take all this money, I'm going to put it on a horse. <laughs> what okay okay <laughs> i guess it's better than just him going i'm gonna take all this money and that's it <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. but okay so yeah i don't even get like there's zero lesson to be learned here because the lesson what he's gonna do is i'm gonna bet on a horse and you're gonna lose and then i'll teach you that gambling sucks mm-hmm. all right well gambling only sucks for eddie in this case because herman did yeah, it Herman's not going to replace the money at all. <laughs> yeah, gambling's bad because you suck at it, Dad. You pick the worst horse possible. Yeah, first of all, the, the odds are rigged here. Yeah, yeah. But then Grandpa says this. I enjoyed this. You mean to tell me you're you are personally going to go down to the racetrack and place a bet on the horse? And I was like, <laughs> please. This sounds like an interesting yeah, episode. That's a good episode. Yeah, that's a good episode. <laughs> but it's quickly vanquished because Herman's like, nah. I work with some people that know uh, a dry cleaner that uh, runs a service uh, to their customers and puts bets on horses. And it's a bookie joint, Grandpa. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, So Herman pulls out the paper uh, to pick a loser. And then Grandpa says, let Lily pick because she picked a loser when she married you. (laughs) That's a pretty good burn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like that. Sick burn. Sick burn. When Herman gives a look of like, yeah. So Herman picks the 30 to 1 odds blue bell, the handicapper's comment. And then I had like a rushing flashback of uh, the old days of getting the newspaper. (laughs) And I used to read the sports section every morning because I like to look at box scores and numbers and baseball and all that stuff. But there was always the handicapper's corner in the Chicago Tribune. And I was like, who cares? Like, who wants to know this? And there was always like, here's the race. And there was always a comment like this. Last workout, she was clocked with a calendar instead of a stopwatch. <laughs> wow. Really? Stuff like that? Yeah. I was Interesting. like, okie okay. doke. And I'm like, there it is. That's the handicapper's corner. So Herman picks Bluebell because Bluebell is supposed to lose. And I'm like, oh, what a lesson this is going to be. <sighs> Yeah, I already know where this is going. I already mm-hmm. know where this is going. Fade to the friendly dry cleaners. Herman's <laughs> at the front de- counter ringing the bell. In the back are three mob-looking motherfuckers mm-hmm. sitting there at a table in front of a chalkboard with all kinds of horse names written on them. Mm-hmm. One guy goes out to peek out the front, and he can't believe his eyes. Calls others <laughs> over, look at this. Come look at this guy. Now look at him like, whoa. Guys from the east side sent over one of their goons. <laughs> I <Right>? like that. <laughs> we used to pull out better looking bodies from the river. <laughs> These yeah. guys are sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Check them out there. Could be a bomb in that sack. <laughs> like this guy. They're thinking Herman's some sort of like mob assassin. Mm-hmm. Two of the dudes go up front. Old boy stays in the back. So the two, the lefty and snizzle nuts or whatever his name is, go out there. <laughs> I don't know what his name is. I cannot remember. Vic. Uh, <laughs> what? Vic. His name is Vic. So it's not snizzle nuts. It's not snizzle nuts, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, Vic is short. 
Ah, Keith. Vix Nizzlenuts McGee is what they call him. <laughs> it's his middle name. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. So they go out there and they're like, oh, what the hell do you want? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to put $10 on Blue Bill. And they're like, Blue Bill? Like, yeah, both guys can't believe it. Uh, Herman's like, yeah, I know. Here's some clothes. Uh, can you can you get these clean? Figure give you some business. But Herman says something. He's like, I have a scheme. Mm. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> when will the yeah. slacks be ready? Yeah. On Friday when your horse comes in. Whoa. Uh, 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 there's another like, handicapper's corner. The the idea of the idea of he's bringing some extra like dry cleaning as well because he's like, oh, you guys do this extra like kind thing for the community of placing bets. So yeah, he- <laughs> let me do let me do some let me do some business for you too. Yeah, and, and they clearly don't do any dry cleaning there. So I did not see a washer or dryer. And they have to send it out. And we've already seen what the back of a dry cleaners looks like. Yes. In a different mm-hmm. episode. I was worried that's where we were headed. Oh, God. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> the guy had to like, after Herman messed everything up, he had to repivot to like becoming a bookie to make money back. <laughs> Goes back there and they hear, he hears the bell ring and he just starts putting clothes <laughs> in the dryer. Ding, clothes in, you know, yep. clothes in, wash. Uh, there we go. Slacks be ready when your horse comes in on Friday. Oh, yeah. If you're joining in for the first time, go back and listen to that episode, and that'll make sense for you. Well, that's a monster specific uh, comment. That's not like we have a dry cleaners. Maybe we do. Uh, oh, well. It could have been in the compound season one. That's yeah. all I know. Mm-hmm. Got to ship all ours uh, overseas to get it. <laughs> <place>, so. <laughs> yeah. our, our clothes take forever to come back. Yeah. Uh, fade two. the whole monster family crowding around the radio. So I don't, I don't get what the point is, right? Is lesson I'm going to just give them money away? I or guess. Are we going to listen to the radio and cheer on the horse? And like, yeah, right. So strange. Like, does he want him to experience like the disappointment, <laughs> the thrill of, of defeat? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Like, yeah. it almost makes it more fun. Like when you have something bet on, you know, like. You're making it too like engaging. I feel like at that point. Yeah. My assumption is the lesson is that hey, if you gamble, like you can lose everything you got because uh, he took all of Eddie's all the money that he's been like trying to win, and so he's trying to. I think that's the but lesson he's trying to Eddie convey. Didn't want to gamble his money on this horse. Herman's yeah. do so now, but now the whole family is around the radio, like they can't wait to find out if the horse wins because like then the lesson is like. Isn't gambling thrilling? <laughs> right. <laughs> and Marilyn is pumped. She's super anxious. Turn it up, Eddie. Yeah. I'm like, so there it is. And then we get, then we get the the classic. Hey, that coming around. I'm not jumping. I'm a high stepper, Prince Charming, Indian guy, Jersey boy, Bluebell coming out of the gate. And they're like, oh ho ho, Bluebell just came out of the gate. Yeah. She hadn't even left the gate, and they were on the first turn. Yep, mm. yep. High stepper, Prince Charming, but that that Jersey boy, twenty lengths out is Bluebell, and so Herman pleased, pleased as punch, and then seemingly out of nowhere, almost like it's magic. And there's Bluebell in the lead, and she wins. Bluebell, Eddie pleased. Lily pissed at Herman. Herman yep. pissed at the radio. Yep. It, some lesson you're teaching my son, he yells at the radio. And Grandpa rubs it in Herman's nose. Well, with that $10, Eddie went, oh, hmm, over $300. Dang. Oh. Herman, to prove a point, is going to do what every good gambler who is flush with gains would do. Take it all and put it on the horse tomorrow. 
So that, yeah, I'm like what the fuck? <sighs> yeah, he and, learned no lessons from this at all. No, and a and, very big lesson is at stake. So three hundred dollars, multiply that by about seven and a half, you get about twenty four hundred bucks, right? Twenty five hundred bucks is what they would have wanted today's money. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. That's pretty yeah. Good. But luckily, as every Monsters episode has taught us, there's a paper nearby. So Homer grabs the paper and he picks his next horse, Sad Sam. Horse carries a 118 pound weight, including the jockey's lunch and flashlight. (laughs) (laughs) It's a natural choice. Fade two. Lily and Marilyn in the kitchen prepping some meat. <laughs> yes. Okay. She's They're just smacking it with a hammer. A big slab of meat. Lily's got like Mario's hammer from Donkey Kong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just smashing this meat. I imagine head. I imagine that's what the people who make our prime rib stuff look like. <laughs> back there smashing some meat. Yeah. Herman walks in. Daddy's home. <laughs> which <made> me chuckle, <laughs> but this, this whole meat thing's like fascinating to me because Lily's smashing this meat with the hammer. Marilyn's just standing there watching. She's yep. not contributing in any way. She's not like seasoning the meat. Lily's just smashing meat with a hammer. Daddy's home, and then Eddie and Grandpa come running in. They were just listening to the race results. Oh boy, <laughs> Sad Sam won and paid eighty four dollars. Grandpa figures that Herman won over fourteen grand. Jeez. 14 grand. <laughs> That's insane. Big cash, homie. Yeah, but it is. And then you multiply that by seven and a half, and you're looking at almost a hundred thousand dollars in today's oh, money. Oh, wow. Herman faints and smashes the fully set mm-hmm. breakfast table. They always eat breakfast in the kitchen. Yep. They always eat dinner in the dining room. The table in the kitchen is fully set, right? Mm-hmm. Lily's smashing some meat. Herman just got home. I don't know what time it is. Maybe it's we'll find out later what time Herman usually gets home. But Herman just got home and there's a he faints and goes through the fully set breakfast table. Maybe they set the breakfast table early so it's ready in the morning. I don't know. Oh, okay. Also, that table falls apart before he even hits it. Does it? Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> he, he starts leaning towards it and you just see the legs just. It, do, it definitely doesn't break his fall at all. No. So then we fade to our opening clip. Uh, 14,364 clams. They're like, oh, we'll get Lou. Who's Lou? So dude picks up the phone. Fade two. A woman's foot in a high heel shoe. That's like, you could tell that it's like uh, resting on the other foot's leg. <laughs> like on the, I don't know how to explain okay. it even better than that. <laughs> so sure. there's a foot yeah. and a high heel kind of bouncing and it's on a knee and you assume yeah mm, that knee and that foot go to the same body oh sure yeah. the phone <laughs> the phone rings and then the rest of the woman that's attached to both legs <laughs> okay yeah that's crazy <laughs> but I love this because there's just weird sexy music playing. Yes. <laughs> it's like burlesque-ish sexy yeah. music. And she's wearing some like tight leather pants and a mm-hmm. sequined blouse, I guess. Very shiny and, clothes. Yeah. And very shiny clothes, blonde hair. And it's Lou. That's Lou. That's oh, Lou. you wouldn't expect Lou to be a woman's name. 
assume Lou is like some like big fisted mobster who's like looks like Kingpin from uh, oh. Spider Verse or something. Like yes, that. I would love to see that Herman versus that guy. Oh, <laughs> Herman versus Wilson Fisk. All right. Yes, <laughs> but instead we get this Lou character, and everybody, oh, it's just Lou. It's like oh, they make it. They make it so it's like this big secret what Lou is, and then when it's revealed <laughs> what, what who Lou is, even the canned audience doesn't give a shit. <laughs> they don't go. Yeah. Oh, oh. Like, nope. <laughs> no, like whistles, like pew, pew, or, you know, nothing yeah. like that. But there is there, that that sexy music with the sexy yeah, burn it. It's like the burlesque striptease music kind of. Lou gets up, answers the phone. Old boy's got a job for it. It's like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And that's like her voice, and it's yeah. you could tell it's very forced. Like she's yeah, trying she to is. sound dumb. <laughs> uh, you say forced, I say annoying. What kind of looking fellow is he? Tall, dark, dark, dark green. green. <laughs> yep. <I> like that. <laughs> it looks like a what? Like, I wish I knew what they said there. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. But I better get an extra big bonus at Christmas. And then like we get our first commercial break. Like, I just, I can't, like, I couldn't listen to that person talk for more than, like, 10 seconds. Oh, it's real tough. It's because... really, it gets worse, too. Oh, God. Yeah. I, absolutely hate what's about to happen <laughs> we have the first commercial break we come back from the first commercial break fade to lou sitting in her convertible crying she's starting to try to start it but it won't start and in the background is herman and i thought he was picking up his dry cleaning which would mean he would be picking up his bed no he's just in the background talking to two people he sees lou one how did lou know where to go uh, oh, doesn't no. matter. That's beside the point. We'll just lose there, right? There's lots of people just know where Herman's at all times, apparently. Uh, so in the background, Herman's picking up his dry cleaning. Uh, he sees Lou crying, comes up. It's like, oh, well, you need assistance. Uh, I can't seem to get this till the old car started. And I'm just oh, like, oh, no, no. What are we doing? <laughs> if my child were to speak like this, I would say, stop the baby talk. Because yes. I, I do my, not like my it. older son pulls like some shit like this every now and then. Mm-hmm. And you say, and, no baby talk. <laughs> yeah. But he's also like, you know, he's 12. And so he's mm-hmm. starting to have changes and his voice has now become like very nasally. Oh, <laughs> and it sounds, okay. it sounds like a weird voice all the time, but it's just his voice now. Oh, poor kid. Oh, so he just sounds like that at all times. It, oh. it doesn't. He doesn't sound babyish, but his voice that he normally like. I'm like, can you stop with the weird voice? And he's like, what do you mean? And like, <laughs> oh, it's it. He's it's just a phase. But I'm like, oh man, he's man. his voice. You is... want me to edit this out, Keith? No, <laughs> I don't. He doesn't. He doesn't, <laughs> doesn't listen. Make you sound very good. He doesn't listen. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. So. Yeah, she's he's, baby he's got, talking. That kid's got problems. I don't know. I can't see the old car. Get get so angry when I break his car room. Broop, daddy, daddy. Oh no! I'm just like, oh, oh god, just. And I was like, who is daddy? Is she mean like her actual dad, or is that like what they call the <sighs> yeah, husband? I don't know. I don't know. Oh yeah, by the way, my kid doesn't talk like that. It, he just it's, <laughs> well, that's it's how a high talks. it's a high but it's it's a it's a high pitched thing that he'll do every now and then. Uh-huh. And when I go stop that and then he talks normal, it's not much different because he's stuck with this like nasally voice thing going on okay. right now. It's 
that's just developed like the last handful of months. No, he still doesn't listen. It's not about him listening. Herman gets in the car and it starts right up. It's like, oh, thank you so much, daddy, daddy. Uh, Lou is worried that daddy will be so mean. Daddy, don't meet when I get home late. Herman's like, oh, well, whatever piece yeah it's just like, like you're no, seem weird <laughs> please come home to, to explain to no. daddy what happened explain, God, to, no. explain to daddy that i didn't know how to turn the key in the car yeah. mm. who like, does nah. that who would be like i'm going with you. like this is just so like such a weird ploy to get him to follow like, yeah i don't understand mm. what the thought is here like is she supposed to be like Super attractive, yeah, and, or like, is she yeah. like pathetic? I don't know. Herman can't and he, help and it. He's like, he's like, my father in law looks better than you before. I mean, yeah, like I don't get the ploy here, but mm-hmm. whatever. But Herman, now remember, here, this is this is where this all starts, right? So she's like, come to see daddy, let him know. He's like, nah, I gotta go home. I got a heap, I gotta fire it up, I gotta get home. And he's anxious to go home. He's like, I want to get home. And she's like, oh, she fake cries. He's like, oh, all right. And then she's you're so sweet. And Herman says, I know. Oh, it's like the Star Wars. Yes. I love you. I, mean, <laughs> I, love you. I know. Fade to Lily Elliot Grandpa. Why she can't understand what is keeping Herman. He's always home from the parlor at 513 sharp which I made a little hmm, face next to. Suspicious, yeah. Mm-hmm. So earlier, the previous day, when the breakfast table was set, it was at 5.13. Grandpa figures he got in a fight with a customer. And it's like, oh, no. He's like, you're an idiot, fucking idiot, for suggesting such a thing. He doesn't, they don't raise a fuss. Like, she she shoots that down instantly. Yep. No. Uh, what if he left, stopped at the dry clean place, picked up his winnings, and somebody robbed him? Grandpa hopes not because he'd feel real guilty because he's responsible for Herman women winning. What do you mean? Did you use magic to make those horses win? <laughs> no, I will say nice twist. Well, I didn't expect I didn't see that coming. Did you use magic to make did you did, you, did I do that? Win? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because grandpa wants to teach Herman a lesson. He can't stand Herman making a big deal out of everything. <laughs> I did like that. Yeah, he could have had a does. nice talk with Eddie, but no, he's got to get everyone but the man from <laughs> Uncle involved. <laughs> I like that. I like his reasoning because it's true. Herman. Grandpa's right that. here. This is yeah. Herman's Herman's psychology in mm-hmm. season two has been very terrible. Yes. Um, and Grandpa's right on that. I do wish Grandpa would have turned himself into a horse and like did it himself or something. But yeah, but yeah. I'm going to see what he does exactly. Let's see, like, make them get like jet thrusters on their boots or something you know their hooves and they go flying what kind of magic is he using they just get like teleported to the end like i don't know i don't know know what he's doing i alluded to it earlier season one was laced with episodes where they were like how do we make a lot of money we'll be millionaires he could have fucking done this at any point (laughs) right yeah (laughs) yeah just make the horses win races hmm all right yeah, like there's that episode where Herman is the Bronco. He could have like maybe magic the horse to do whatever Herman wanted. Yeah. Like instead of turning into one himself. I don't know. Like yeah. there's so many different things. It's, it's just weird. So weird. Her, it, all of a sudden, Grandpa is good at magic again. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just no one reason. of those special universes where it actually succeeds. And it's yes. almost like not a big deal because the episode doesn't want to address it really at all. So. <laughs> yep. And you're just like, oh man, 
if grandpa's good at that magic, what other magic is he good at? Uh, but necromancy, necromancy. I've raised the dead. Uh, so Lily then has to like, wait a minute. Are you telling me that Herman couldn't really pick a winner on his own? So no. they, she has to say that to make mm-hmm. the next part make sense, right? Like, like you couldn't have put two and two together. Wait, Herman picks losers. Uh, <laughs> Herman couldn't pick a jackrabbit out of a herd of turtles. Very okay. right. fade two. the high rise, sexy music, uh, high rise, like that, that same, whatever burlesque gets striptease music, uh, to a high rise. Lou and Herman walk in old man's like, are you, why are you late? And then, Oh, daddy. And then Herman says, she's right. Daddy. Uh, sir <laughs> i did like that that was kind of funny and then old boy immediately changes to okay cool uh can i get you a cigar or some brandy no scotch gin bourbon let me get you something well the sun is over the yard damn the yard arm the yard arm that's what it is i i wrote yard arm but yeah. my eyes are bad so let me get you something well the sun is over the yard arm yes bourbon. now the yard arm. Oh, uh, the yard <laughs> arms on a sailing ship are the horizontal timbers and uh, or spars mounted on the mast uh, from which the square sails are hung. Uh-huh. And uh, it, it's an old Germanic word for pointed stick uh-huh. um, <laughs> or a unit of measurement. And at certain times of the year, it will seem from the deck that the sun has risen far enough up uh, the sky that is above the top topmost yard arm. Uh, in summer in the North Atlantic, blah blah blah. Uh, but um, I think it it then meant because uh, if it was over the yard arm, officers and sailing ships adopted the custom, uh, even when on shore or waiting until this time before taking their first alcohol drink of the day. Well, there you oh. go. Wow, Keith, okay. I learned something this episode. I, I like the uh, you you know me. I like the uh, you know uh, interesting little phrases. The sun is over the yard arm. Herman laughs. If you insist, I could go for a hot fudge Sunday. Old boy and Lou look confused. Flip two. Lily on the phone looking for Herman at the parlor. You know, it's funny. I rewatched this episode. I don't remember this at all. No, I forgot L- about this. Lily episode. on the phone looking at her, uh, looking for Herman uh, on the phone at the parlor. Herman left the parlor on time. No clue where he could have been. Thank you, Mr. Gaben. Grandpa knows. Bonzo the clown is appearing at the supermarket. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. That is the line. I was like, what? He's no. performing at a supermarket. Herman saw Bonzo last yeah. week. Nope, he hasn't met goes. with foul play. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised she doesn't think he's like, you know, cheating on her mm-hmm. or like, mm-hmm. you know, ran away with the money to start a new life with a new family or something. Flip two. Lou trying to get sexy with Herman as he eats a Sunday. You like it? Yeah, especially with the pecans on top. This one's better than the last three. And there's four empty Sunday <laughs> oh, dishes. Large, I large ones. It. I loved it so much. Yeah. He's just plowing through this guy's like ice cream. Like, I don't <laughs> he still has yeah. some. The fact they have all of the fixings to make Sundays is awesome. Yeah. yeah. These mobsters, they like their sweets. Mm-hmm. Herman, Herman relates these two. You're my kind of people. Old boy cuts the brass tacks. Uh, I heard you've been picking winners. How about you pick winners for me? Herman's like, nah. Lou says, would you do it for me? Well, you do make a mean hot fudge Sunday. All right. 
I noticed that at this point in the background, the two mobsters, you can see them. They're standing there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, when did they come in? Herman's interacting with these two. He hasn't seen old boy before because he's always in the back. But they're in the back and Herman must not have seen him. Ah, whatever. Uh, So old boy gives Herman the racing form. Herman looks it over. Mm, He sets it down, grabs a spoon, does an eeny, meeny, miny, moe with his eyes closed. And this is a horse that will go, go, go. Royal flush. And the old boy is just like, what? That's a terrific long shot. What the? And not terrific in the sense of like great, but terrific and yeah. like oh, uh, immense or large <laughs> long shot. I guess what does he expect? You know, like that's what's happened the last two times Herman's picked. Like, yeah. Is he surprised that he didn't pick like the go to guy? Because he's never done that before. No, like- <laughs> not once. But Herman's as sure of it as he is living and breathing. Oh, well, debatable. He gets up to leave. Boy's like, uh, I don't think you should go. Oh, you see. Now, remember, Herman really wanted to get home earlier. I have to go and pick up my winnings, then get home for dinner. We're having shoe fly pie. I want to get home before all the flies are gone. <laughs> Which He's gonna eat the fly? Made me laugh, and he would look so excited. That he, you know, like when you. What is shoe fly pie? Don't know. But I know what flies are, and I know when you do a shoe, <laughs> when you shoe fly, you shoot away. Uh, so this shoe fly pie, Herman, when he says, I want to get home before the flies are gone, had that look of like somebody describing like a very, their favorite meal, right? Yeah. Uh, the meat was mm. so tender. It's a type of American pie made with molasses, uh, usually associated with Pennsylvania Dutch cuisine. Okay. Well, they're having shoe fly pie, Pennsylvania Dutch, the Amish, whatever. Uh, a molasses pie, delicious. Uh, <laughs> now I picture just a pie crust and just molasses filled to the rim. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's why is why is it called shoe fly? It's simply called this because due to the molasses and sugar, flies are attracted to it. Yeah, yeah, shoe fly. Well, they they like to get all the flies there, and then he's like, "What if I said you weren't going to leave?" Herman tries to back his way out. And then he runs into those nice boys from the dry cleaning. Like, this is when he notices them. He backs into them. Yep. Oh, will my slacks be ready on Friday? And they pull out guns. <laughs> Golly, Monday's <laughs> fast enough. <laughs> Sit down, you big, what they call him earlier? Uh, goon? Goon boy? Goon boy, yeah. Sit down, goon boy. Uh, they all get up. They got up in Hearn's face with the guns. I'm betting 50 grand on Royal Flush tomorrow. That seems like a dumb move. Uh, yeah. Yes. You should probably, like, Test the waters first with this. Yeah, no kidding. The guy had got lucky two times in a row. Yeah, like that's never happened before in the history of betting horses. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, it's the luckiest parlay ever. Uh, I'm betting fifty grand on Royal Flush tomorrow, and if he's not a winner, you'll be wearing a cement overcoat. I was like, it's oh, it's cold. Cement. It's, it's supposed to be a cold winter, but cement seems a bit heavy. Heavy enough to sink you to the bottom of the river. Mobsters walk off. Lou just gets up in Herman's face, like weirdly, like she's right in his face. Yeah, I thought maybe she'd like fall in love with him. Like, yeah, maybe. You look like a good dancer. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you look familiar. <laughs> yeah. You said your daddy was mean, but gee. And they all just leave. He could have just got up and walked away. Yes. <laughs> like, sorry, Lou, I'm out. <laughs> Herman is gagged and chained to a chair. He's chained to a chair. I'm like, well, that makes sense. The mobsters are off to place the bet. An old boy pats Herman on the head, and you can see the rubber prosthetic squish and reform. And I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like to think that's how malleable his actual flesh is. Yeah. <laughs> that's how ma- I love the word malleable. Um, <laughs> fade, too. Also, I, I have a bit of a problem with it. So we've seen 
Herman basically lifts the car up. Yeah. yeah. We have seen him like knock down full like safe doors. Mm-hmm. Everything. A chain though? That's gonna Well, I mean, this is just like when he was uh at the hospital and they strapped him to the bed and he didn't get up until he had to, right? He broke yeah. the straps. <laughs> it's like he doesn't yeah. understand. Okay. Yeah. I think he understands the concept of that. Yeah. Yeah. He knows like, oh, I'm supposed to be in this chair. They would chain me to it. Mm-hmm. So instead of just being like, oh, I got to get out of here. He's like, he's following the rules of what should be logical to standard people as opposed to mm-hmm. him where he could just rip the chain in half. Yeah. He could probably honestly have just like barged through them, ripped him the shreds, you know, mm-hmm. both probably bounced right off him. He's not really a threat to him at all. He like threatened to shoot himself at one point. Like it must not be that bad. So like, yeah. <laughs> You could just run out, bust through the wall, yeah, cartoon style, leaving a Herman style imprint in the wall as he leaves. Yeah, I would love but to see no. him do like some like weird fighting game move where he just like spins around and smashes them all and turns oh, them into goo. Or like Zangief, like just spinning. Yeah, his arms yeah, out. The Zangief or <laughs> Yoshi Mitsu or something like. I just yes. like to see something awesome. Man, I would love a monsters fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> mm, monsters awesome. and the Adams family and uh, what other would be. Oh yeah, Whatever. like a suit, like a Leave super smash, like a super Smash Brothers, but yeah, like yeah. across like six the sixties TV. Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Peanuts gang could be there. <laughs> yeah, oh, the sixty uh, six Batman people could be in there. Sixty six Batman, Leave It to Beaver, uh, My Three Sons, and they they, Herbie, they play the as car. yeah. So you if you play with My Three Sons, it's the dad, and then you can hit, hit oh. the assist button, and the three sons come out and like throw. It's like ice climbers mm-hmm. where you're like both of them. <laughs> Yep. Isn't uh my three sons those also Bill Bixby? Is that the one he's in, right? No. I don't think that's Bill Bixby. Oh, my favorite oh. Martian. Remember that one? Or mm-hmm. Mr. Ed. Oh, there's all the sorts of dogs. My, my my mom my mother the car. The mother of the car. There's lots yes. of good characters. Yeah, you can use the you're using her as the car. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. That'd That's be amazing. Great idea. Or she could be like an item you pull out in the car and you drive around in her and run people over. It's just like the car, it feels like it'd be one of those things like you whistle and the car just drives from off the screen and runs there. Oh, it's like a special over. move. Yeah, you're yeah. like the normal guy and you can like summon the car to help you with things. Yeah. yeah. This is a good idea, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, the, the 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 beaver uh the beaver verse. Yeah, the beaver verse fighting game. Yeah. Yeah, we probably work on one, just start with that and work our way out. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, well, I mean, yeah. there's only like a few characters you want. Like Herman would have to be overpowered, I think. And then oh, like yeah. no one would play to... with Eddie or, or Beaver. Yeah. You'd have to nerf Herman because he'd be too good. Yeah. Herman be too good. And Grandpa would be some sort of weird shapeshifter. Yeah. I don't know. Just throwing. He's like Dr. Mario, just throwing pills everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it depends. There's alternate versions of Grandpa. There's the pill throwing one. There's the one where he turns into. <laughs> Oh, there's like five grandpas <laughs> yeah. in the game. Yeah, I would love it. Just like a Mario gets like five different characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, we get we get the season one one where he actually does magic. Yeah, they couldn't determine which grandpa to use. So, like, there's the pill grandpa. There's the turning into a dog grandpa. Then yeah, there's the there's grandpa the like, Presto Changeo magic. Yeah, uh-huh. mm. there's the one where he uses the the ape that he accidentally like summoned. <laughs> Yep. Like maybe we could just be a grandpa fighting game with all grandpas. <laughs> oh, we we could have the mini monsters grandpa. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cartoon like Toon Link, but Toon Grandpa. Oh, that that's awesome. I like that idea too. Oh yeah. man. Mm. We do yeah. we have something here, guys. <laughs> anyway, we, we fade to <laughs> Lily's going to call the police. 
She can't spend another sleepless day of daylight without Herman. Okay. Sure. Grandpa wants her to wait because, uh, you know, he's been working on two brilliant ideas in the lab. And then we get an explosion and it shakes the house. So I'll work on the other one. Pointless scene. Flip two. <laughs> Herman mm-hmm. still gagged and chained up listening to the race. And then we get the royal... Hey, they're coming in on threat. It's Royal Flush and Lee, Daisy May, Sir Gallant. Herman excited. Sir Gallant takes the lead, and Royal Flush finishes dead last. And then the canned audience is like, oh, <laughs> the canned audience goes <laughs> nuts here. They're like, oh my God, Herman's going to get killed on screen. Get shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like they didn't know what was going to happen. They're very worried. Yes. So at that point, Herman's like, oh, fuck, I got to get out of here. So he bites the bandana gag and snaps it with his teeth, yep. falls backwards, snaps out of the chains. He gets up, opens the front door, but one of the mobsters is sitting there out front reading the paper. I guess, I don't know why he's out front and not inside watched him, but whatever. So Herman's like, well, I can't go out the front, even though I could just knock this guy over or throw right. him into the sun. Uh, it doesn't head, matter. Like a grape. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's like, I'm going to go to the balcony. He looks down and he's going to jump, but it's like, it's a long way down. Mm-hmm. Three, four although, stories. Although I do think he could survive that. I'm, I think we've seen him do it in the past. Yep. Uh, the mobsters come and they're like, oh, can you believe that royal flush? I'm like the race just got done. The racetrack must be like across the street. And then they're like, oh, he got out. And they're like, he's on the patio. Then they go out there. Herman rolls off of the patio. Crowd concerned. A canned audience. <gasps> Weird cut. The mobsters look down, and Herman is hanging from a flagpole. Not Herman, but Herman's stunt double because he's yes. definitely <laughs> yes. dark green hair. He's got his shorter head. So he works his way over on the building. It's still Herman's stunt double. Then a pot gets knocked down and cracks over his head. Herman's stunt double still there. Go back to the mobsters. Don't just stand here. Start shooting. Uh, they come mm-hmm. back, and it's Herman. They're shooting at him. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? They're gonna kill Herman on the ledge. Uh, Herman's back. He's like, I'm going to scoot over to that window. They're shooting at him. He's like, I can't do that. Then, then a slow flapping toy bat hanging from a clearly <laughs> visible string slowly descends onto yep. the AC unit that is next to Herman that he's standing by. And I'm like, what? And there's a fuzzy little thing in the bat's mouth. Mm-hmm. It looks like one of those pom poms that you would like your kids would do in like a craft project. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. And at this point, Herman's on the ledge. There are roughly three minutes and five seconds left in this episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> three minutes and five seconds left in this episode. And that's when we get the next clip. <laughs> It's me, Grandpa. I brought you an anti-gravity pill. Take the pill. Take it. No matter what you do, you can't possibly fall. (laughs) But, uh, Grandpa, uh, what about the fellow with the gun? Just take the pill. I'll take care of him. Goodbye. So, lo and behold, the slow flapping toy bat clearly hanging from a string is grandpa why yep. how did grandpa know where to go no one knows all the uh, gunfire he put he put a build a tracker in Herman pro maybe magic that could be the know. answer magic we've had we've had several episodes where no one can find Herman for days and <laughs> grandpa knows to go to this building ledge <laughs> and bring him an anti-gravity pill yeah he knows he needs an anti-gravity pill <laughs> oh my god and the anti-gravity pill 
holy shit, like that means grandpa can read in the future, right? Because yeah. this just happened where he's yep. on ledge mm-hmm. and an anti-gravity pill would work for him. All right. So as grandpa's like, take the anti-gravity pill, I'll take care of it. Herman's like, oh, good boy. <laughs> goodbye. And he goes, goodbye. And then that bat flies away pretty quickly. Almost like it's being pulled up. Like it's easier to pull it up than it is to lower it slowly. Oh, probably, yeah. And when it was lowering slowly, I don't know if you could see notice, but you could see the handler of the bat. His like elbow was in the upper right really? part of the screen. Yeah, it sure. Was. I didn't see that. Oh. Um, uh, so the bat flies away. You see the three mobsters. Uh the one dude is freaking out because the bat is on the end of the gun. <laughs> He's shoot it, shoot it. He wants the other guy to shoot the gun. Go away, you stupid bat. And the other guy's like, give me a stick and I'll take care of it. A stick, oh. shoot him. The bat flies away and they start shooting at the bat. Cut to Herman. He takes the pill. They look down at Herman. He starts to float a bit. Well, not Herman, because it is Herman's stunt double. He kind of like floats away from the wall and then gets his feet up onto the wall and there's a crowd down on the ground. They're like, <gasps> and then you look up and Herman is walking down the building like old Batman and Robin. Yeah. This is a great image. I like I, this. Image. I absolutely adored this moment. <laughs> there's Herman. <laughs> None of it makes any sense. No, but there's Herman with his anti-gravity <laughs> pill walking down the side of the building. Made me think of like uh, the Sam Raimi Spider Man movie for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah, <laughs> He's walking down, he walks past an open window. There's an open window, and lady and the guy they're drinking cocktails, and then not Herman, but two very stiff legs that look like Herman's legs uh, come like shuffling their way down the wall, almost like a person's just off camera with his arm in a couple of legs. Uh, oh, no, he thinks. So. Oh, I know so. Okay. And <laughs> Derek was there, crisscross applesauce. Uh, crisscross know. applesauce. That's I saw true. it. Happen. They, they, the, the prop department, there was a big competition this week because we had the slow moving bat that's clearly on a string. We had the Herman legs. Oh, I think that's it. So Herman legs probably won the 50 bucks this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there, oh, there was that giant hammer though, too. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, All I know for sure is that, yeah, that bat with the pill. That's lame. We don't want yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the legs shuffle their way down. They dump their drinks back out. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, well, they've been drinking too much. Herman walks all the way down the building, gets down to crowd level, and they can see him coming down, right? Like, Dude. oh my God, there's a Frankenstein's monster walking down the building. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody <laughs> freaks out. Image. Yeah. They see him. He gets all the way down to where like they're at this, he's at the same level as them. He jumps off the wall and lands. The crowd freaks out. Yep. And they run away. A woman faints. And there's normal Herman. It was it was clearly uh stunt double Herman being held up by a wire until he jumps down because you can mm-hmm. see the wire. He steps down and then the crowd runs and then it's back to normal Herman. And then we get our final commercial break. Oh, it could end at any second. It can any end second. at any second. On the obviously most funny thing possible. The most funny thing that can be said is when this episode will end mm-hmm. fade to the family in the living room, reading the paper. Actually it fades to the paper, but it's being read by the family book, making ring smashed courageous citizens spills beans on mob. I so happen to be that courageous citizen. Lily says, Oh, they captured the whole mob. Big wow. Roy lefty 
sizzle nuts and somebody <laughs> named Lou. Like, like, I like how there's all these other names. Big Roy, Lefty, Vic, Mouth Harp, like the, all these crazy names. And it's like, hmm, someone named Lou. Like, that's the most unbelievable name of yeah. them all. Herman's like, oh, I feel bad. They got Lou. She can make a hot fudge Sunday. That's really wizard. A wizard, yeah. I like to think that the article also says, and somebody named Lou. Well, <laughs> like, no, maybe that's maybe that's what it said. Uh, Eddie's kind of upset because they didn't get their winnings. Herman's like, oh, you had to forego those ill-gotten winnings in favor of integrity or some bullshit. Then Marilyn <laughs> says, Uncle Herman, you're the greatest father figure since Lauren Green. Credits. What? Lauren <laughs> Green may... from Banan from uh, Bonanza. Bonanza. That may and be also Battlestar Galactica. The worst end credit scene I think I've had so oh, far. Oh boy, it was so bad, and it wasn't. It wasn't funny. No, it, it wasn't because mm-hmm. they've done this line. A good billion times in the past. It's like it's always referencing some other television dad. Uh, but even when she said it, the canned audience didn't laugh. Herman mm-hmm. looked like what? And then they rolled the credits. <laughs> <laughs> and it, this is, I think, this is the first time Marilyn has gotten to like have like the cool line at the end, and it just does not work. Yeah, unless I'm and- thinking of something. Maybe she did have another chance. I'm forgetting, but this is the like first time I remember her actually doing mm-hmm. it. Now, Derek, you listen to another podcast that talks about uh, Bonanza. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lauren Green character, he's not a good guy, is he? No, he's a pretty shitty dad. Yeah, so it's kind of like, even like, especially, Terry, you were saying that, like, Herman looks at her like, huh? Like, oh, like, was that supposed to be like a sarcastic comment? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, that's where the credits happen. And uh, this this episode ends so abruptly. But it ended, and we made it. All the way through season two, episode 16, Herman picks a winner. Is this one a winner, boys? I don't think so. I just I just couldn't find enough stuff to like, like kind of like lock on to that. I really enjoyed like it just the whole stupid idea in the first place of punishing Eddie this way. And then they're trying to do the whole like seduce Herman thing, but like in a very poor manner. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the whole idea of him like going down to the track and doing stuff would it would be such a better you know uh, you know bit of material to work with than the one that they decided to for gambling um, and just yeah it doesn't ever connect with me all the way and then obviously it lands on this lame line so yeah it's really bad I think um, I did not <laughs> like this one much at all I watched it twice unfortunately and I did not like it either time uh it and it's like forgettable like i forgot half the stuff that happened all i really remembered was oh gambling that's the issue with this one i guess Mm -hmm. herman doesn't do a good job teaching his son a lesson it's like kind of a cruel thing he does like i get you want to be like hey gambling is not the greatest thing to do i can understand that but stealing all of his money and betting it on something (laughs) that you're like yeah i'm just gonna take everything you've earned to this point and get rid of it that's just mean. Um, but I did like seeing Herman walk along walls. That was pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You give a credit for a really iconic image in a really bad episode. Uh, not a good episode. Uh, like uh, for all the reasons you guys said. Before. Uh, however, I do like when a show sets up something and then does a hard pivot to something 
weird and different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so this starts off with the gambling and it turns into the mobster stuff. And I like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. that's all right. Um, I like the Herman walking down the wall. I think that's hilarious. Uh, well, hilarious is in the loosest sense of the term. Because <laughs> I didn't really laugh at it, but I was like, oh, I like that. Um, I bet if your daughter saw it, she would have laughed. At oh, that. God, yeah, I'm sure she would have cracked up at that. Everything else can hit the road. I don't like I don't like the motivation. I hate all of that. I hate the bad lesson. I hate the gambling. I hate the grandpa making the horses magically win. Mm-hmm. Why well, I mean, they in the past when they had all sorts of other problems? I mean, I hate when grandpa's magic is a solution. It's a it's a deus ex machina, right? Yes, Where it's like, it is. Uh, here's a solution and it's grandpa's magic. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay. And then grandpa flying at the end, which makes zero sense, but it didn't mean it happened. And he has an anti-gravity pill because I guess he just has them. Um, and everything works. All of grandpa stuff works flawlessly when we have, oh God, how many episodes? 950,000 of them where they don't. <laughs> yeah. Right? But maybe it works flawlessly thing. at this point because it's actually what causes the bigger problem. Like Herman's oh. not supposed to pick a winner at all. It's supposed to actually... You know, he's supposed to prove this point to him, and then Grandpa goes and messes around with it. It was yeah. more his intentions went wrong rather than the magic this time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a nice inverse of what we've seen before, where, yeah, this time it was more of an emotional wronging rather than a <laughs> magical wronging. You know what else mm-hmm. is kind of crazy about this? Is the mobsters were not afraid of Herman in any way. No, no even, even Lou wasn't. No, none of them were afraid of Herman. The, the crowd at the at the bottom of the building was afraid of Herman, but they weren't afraid of Herman at all. Like they were so unafraid of Herman. They were a stiff amount of 14 grand. That's true. Yeah. They're like this big. oaf is he's nothing. He's an idiot. We'll just keep that 14 grand. They owe Herman 14 grand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that would cross their mind that that's kind of scary. This big creature. Yeah. yeah. This oh. man who is 18 inches taller than both of all of us. <laughs> Uh, the tallest one of us and he built like a truck um could probably crush us all like I, even if you didn't know herman's strength and you saw him you'd be like mm, he looks like he could kill me uh, yes <laughs> you know <laughs> and they don't they don't care they don't care one bit one yeah it's just like the prank guy why would you prank some crazy looking guy like that like- yeah like of all the people to prank i forgot about that oh god i hated that so much. <laughs> We know what we thought about season two, episode 16, our Olympics winner. What did the internet say? We have yes. a review from Jimmy underscore the underscore jet four from October of 2018. Yeah. Oh, Eddie's in trouble at school for gambling. So Herman decides to teach him a lesson. Oh, this the title. Of this is called Herman, the horse player. Okay. Uh, recap. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. a pretty good uh, monsters episode title, though, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, the horse wins after second win. The game recap, recap. This is an okay episode with mm-hmm. good guest actors. Joyce Jameson plays a gun mall character. Actor Barton oh, McLean, treasure on the Sierra Madre, is the head gangster, and comedian Charlie Callis is one of his gang. Okay, zero of zero found it helpful, and of yeah, course, what? no scores. <laughs> There's not much commentary on this episode. Yeah, nobody found it helpful because he's a coward and didn't put a score. Yes, <laughs> that's right, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy better. underscore the. I, I'm I'm under the impression that Jimmy underscore the underscore gent four is also dead. 
No, uh, really? You think he died too? Because, because if you listen, <clears throat> if you're in the monsters this much to where you're going to write reviews for all of them, you listen to our podcast. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you probably do every week. Look up like monsters on the podcast <laughs> thing just to see. And you yeah, think, I get it. I did the same thing with like Godzilla movies back in yeah. the pandemic. <laughs> so now, granted, we're we're coming out five years after he wrote this this review. So maybe he's moved on from the monsters, but I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> so well, how could you move on from the monsters if you wrote reviews for every episode? Right. <laughs> right. Like how could one like move on so easily after discussing and talking about every single episode in depth? Yeah. So cl- clearly he's dead. <laughs> him the and weight of the, the monsters man brought him one. They're all dead. Or at least dead inside. Yeah. They're sad as well. <laughs> The will to live is diminished. They're still alive, <laughs> but they just don't want to. Uh, yeah, some episodes do that to me, I feel like. Yes. Well, what in this episode did it to you guys that make you want to come back from Oh, the opposite. Of, gave me the will to live? Oh. Uh, yes. So, I mean, not every episode can be a winner. And in fact, if you mapped them out, the percentage that are is slim. Uh, and this is no exception. This is one of the ones that did not fall on the winning side of uh, the, the right side of history. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is definitely on the wrong side of history. It's the, the it is the, that day, you know, it, it is the day. So uh, we, we should have what... seen this coming, honestly. Like this was like a warning. Like if we would have like the people should have known, like watch this. I'm like, Okay, something bad. <laughs> What's it called? Like the storms on the horizon. Something's coming. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, but what in this episode makes you say, eh, I guess I'll come back and see what uh, happens next time. Yeah. What's like the eye of the storm, the calm within the storm? <laughs> yeah. uh, that the next episode will be more rememberable. <laughs> well, maybe. Me- remember. Memorable. Memorable. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like you mean. just something that i'll be like oh that was at least a fun part of it like i i didn't think yeah. of anything that was fun in this one i guess i would hope that they learn their lesson with weird like baby talk accents and like <laughs> or maybe they're gonna like really try to perfect like goofy voices and they're actually gonna do it really well in the next one because you know it seems like they're dipping their toes in it with this a little bit <laughs> maybe. maybe they're gonna like really go all all in on it and it'll be like in a good way this time rather than the kind of weird way this grandpa episode. take grandpa takes a pill turns into a lady and then he tries baby talk oh yeah. but his normal voice coming out oh yes, yes yeah but yes. he's just you know he's just gonna bit himself you're saying terry that this is the monsters testing the water seeing what the public reaction was to baby talk <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. All right. i like that we into it or not that's what they're trying to do yeah and, um, like, i'm oh. excited to see what the um answer the consensus was on that <laughs> yeah okay yeah so if it was a success, a resounding success, that means the next episode will have lots of baby talk. Yep, yep. Grandpa, uh, like he uh, said, will have turned into a woman. Mm-hmm. Like Grandpa yeah. wants you to come help in the lab. <laughs> come here, <laughs> Daddy. Um, come here, Hermie. Home. Hermie's gonna yeah, start talking. Oh like yeah, Herman says Daddy's home. Daddy's home. And then mm-hmm. she's all Daddy, Daddy, Daddy. Uh, Weird. Oh boy. Huh. I just want to see if Herman walks. Uh, on other things that he shouldn't walk on like walls like he walked on walls will he walk on water is his herman jesus oh, will he walk he, we've seen him walk through thin air remember that one where he's like the ballerina shoes and he kind of just like floated yeah. in the yeah. air that was beautiful um will we see herman walk on stuff he shouldn't walk on 
coals, hot coals. Oh, that's a good idea. That, a that's bed of nails, idea. broken glass. Uh, it's like <laughs> like John McClane. Hmm. <laughs> Poison Ivy, maybe or something. Poison Ivy, the character and the oh the, both the yeah. Poison Leaf, yeah. Mm-hmm. A bunch of Lego and stuff. Like Legos. That. Oh, Herman yeah. walks across Legos. <laughs> that sounds like some weird, like fetish video. Yes. Herman Munster walking on Legos. Maybe, uh, maybe he walks on like the fellow employees and to get higher up in his career. You know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, the, the figurative mm-hmm. walking all yeah. over people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but Herman's just going to walk on stuff. I want to see what he walks on next. <laughs> I guarantee he will walk on something. next. Yes, episode, so I guarantee he will walk because oftentimes they need like an extra 15 to 20 seconds in an episode. <laughs> so they have them walk across a room. Yeah, Maybe to go open times. the door. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that'll so, be the fun thing. Maybe they'll have a ep- one episode where Herman never moves from his <laughs> it's like glued to the ground. It's like a challenge, like a, the, you know, when you're like, we're starting to run out of ideas. We need to really like push our limits here. Let's like limit ourselves as much as we can. All right. Fred Gwynn, you're not allowed to move from this spot the whole episode. And then they try to write something around mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Could be good. I like that. Well, wait, wait, what if Fred Gwynn was unable to walk? Like, sorry, guys, my legs stopped working. I'm like, oh, all right, we got to rewrite this episode now. <laughs> Fred Gwynn gets in like a serious accident. So they have to <laughs> yep. like, yeah. Like yeah. waist down, he's in like some weird like uh, back to tank sort of regenerative. <laughs> no, oh, oh, I was thinking wheelchair. I was thinking wheelchair, but yeah, okay. <laughs> nope. See little skeleton legs hanging in the tank, and they're slowly regrowing. Yep, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> that's that's where he's at next week. Um, Somebody get me in some boiling lava. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly. He got dipped in acid or something, right? You're like, yep. you don't know. Uh, mm, yeah, and the, he, thought, rig- he thought he had. He thought he had the high road. Yeah, so uh-huh. there, I, I have higher ground, Anakin. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's what happens. He gets dipped in lava or acid or both. A lo- a lava acid, acid lava. Oh, well, I, be something. Imagine that combo. Oh, oh god, <laughs> it burns from the which one, the lava or the acid? I don't know. <laughs> yes. um, but somehow it's worse. Yes. So he gets dipped in that. Um, and then the regrowing. <laughs> from the waist down. legs, the flesh slowly appearing. <laughs> For Fred Quinn. Oh, boy. That's what's happening. Uh, that's why I hope happens. That's what I want to see next week. Okay. Um, long way to request. get to that. But that's where I want to see. All right. We did it, gents. We made it. We all got all the way through. Uh, season two, episode 16. Yes. And do you know what this means? We have finished the 16th episode. This Halfway. is the official midway point wow. of the Munster season two. We only have 16 episodes left. You know, that's not bad. Season two actually does feel like it's going faster for me than season one for some reason. I don't, I know don't why. remember. No, no let's not jinx season. it. Let's not. J- <laughs> I don't remember any of season two, to be honest. It's season t- yeah, it's been I a kind of a disappointment. Uh, Flanderer, Flanderer. The, oh, making love there's with the a bear. Boat. Yeah. Eddie, Eddie, there's a bear. Eddie in trouble at school. Flander, Flander. Missing Link. Eddie trouble at school. I think there's like three or four Eddie trouble at schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't remember any of it. It's all just a big blur of stuff. Nothing stood out to me in this season so far. But we'll see if the back half like really mm-hmm. kicks it into gear. Mm-hmm. I think it will. Terry, <laughs> your positivity. Uh, go out, gotta go out with a bang. No I mean, yeah. yeah. 
All right. So anything to plug? No. No. Uh, nah. Nah. Not really. All right. Well, then we should probably end this episode the way we end every episode. Oh. The double to the spot where there is trouble. Clue Club. Clue Club's on the scene. You better believe it, boy. Daddy doesn't think completely checking clues and troubleshooting. Clue Club. Clue Club keeps routine. You go in first, Wimple. One of those is a scooby doo though. One trap door and they go scaling face to face and I'll be Clue Club. Clue Club just in time. We'll be safe and he'll win. No fun running from a mummy, even though he is a dummy. Clue Club. Clue Club sounds like look at that guy. <laughs> what is he? <laughs> the Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gala, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it? At How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy. And executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.